This week, I'm talking to Holly Wharton, an author and podcaster who's published over 300 podcast episodes and has written nine books. During the show, she talks about eight books, but since we recorded, she's published her ninth and she's going to share with us today one of the tips that she's used to get that book published. So without any further ado, on with the show um, and I'd like to introduce you to Holly. So hi, Holly. Welcome to Sorted. Thank you very much for coming to speak to me today. Thank um, you for having me. If you could start off just by telling uh, telling me a little bit about what is it that you do? So I call myself the business mindset alchemist. Basically, what I do is I work with women entrepreneurs to help them step up and unleash the expert within and share it with the world so they can help the people they're here to help by releasing fears, blocks, limiting beliefs, and all of the mind stuff that gets in the way. And there is a lot of mind stuff that gets in the way. Yes. So, yes. Um, so this isn't always what you've done, is that you've had several iterations of your business. And I've, I've, I love watching people um, going through sort of experiments with what they're doing and changing and tweaking and getting to the point where they really kind of own what they're doing and they're comfortable doing it one of the things I'm really passionate about is not saying here's a model do this thing and I think we're both on the same page with that so do you want to give us a little bit of background about how you've got to where you are now um Yes, absolutely. So I'm, I have kind of two phases of business. So my first business started in 1999. And that feels so long ago. And I owned eco hotels in Mexico with a business partner. Sounds ideal. It just sounds delightful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much and it was so hard, but I loved, I, it was just a really fantastic experience. I mean, I was living in the jungle by the wow. sea, just really beautiful, really tropical, lots of hard work. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so I was constantly learning business and marketing stuff. And I did that for 10 years. And eventually we expanded our business to South America, bought some property in Patagonia and started building something down there. And we set up a central reservations office in Buenos Aires to deal with reservations, sales, that kind of thing. So I was constantly traveling between the three countries because the property was in Chile. We had the other property in Mexico. We had you know, the office in Argentina. And so that was really stressful towards the end of it because we were constantly, constantly traveling. Yeah, and I, there were about two yeah. years where I was never in one place for more than two weeks. So left that business eventually and took some time off because wow. I had no idea what it was that I wanted to do. I had no idea what it was that I could do because I knew I had 10 years of business experience and online marketing experience, but I knew I didn't want to work in a hotel and I didn't know what to do with that experience. It was like I was applying for jobs and and thinking, well, what could I do? Because I don't want a job. I want to start my business. But I I was just so confused. And so I took a year and a half off, which I called my sabbatical, and it extended from a year to a year and a half, moved here to the UK because I was still living in Argentina at the time, and discovered coaching. And I trained as a coach, and that was amazing. And then I trained as um, an NLP practitioner, and that was great. And I was doing all this personal development work as I was doing this training. And still didn't know, you know, I wanted to be a coach, but like that wasn't working very well. And 
And so, you know, so people kept saying to me, you know, you're really good at social media and your background is in online marketing for your previous company. So why don't you just kind of coach people and help them learn how to use social media? So I was like, okay, you know, I can do that. Like, I, it makes sense. And so I did that for a while. I, you know, I worked with um, authors, helping them learn how to use social media to get in touch with their readers and promote their books. I worked with heart-centered business owners with social media, and it never felt quite right. I always kind of felt like a fraud. I always felt like I didn't know enough. I wasn't enough on the cutting edge of things. I was like constantly reading about like all the new stuff in social media, and it just wasn't enough. I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough, and I didn't have the confidence. And so it was like I was making money in my business. I was paying the bills, but it was like it was always a struggle, yeah. and it just always felt bad. And finally. And people still really? talk about your social really? media courses. Oh, that's good to know. Yes, just so you know. So the Holly who is going, oh, I wasn't good enough. Still, people go, oh, there's this woman. Holly did a really great course. So even uh, you know, whilst you're in it and you're doing yeah. it and you think you're rubbish yeah. or not good enough, even yeah, it was, it was a few years ago now, wasn't it? And so I mean, you did mention wow. to me the other day, and I was like, oh, I yeah. bet Holly's forgotten, no, I all forgotten all about it because I was so my self esteem was so low. That I set out to do this yeah. eight-week social media course, and these poor people who were on this course, it turned into a twelve-week course. Plus, I had some extra bonus weeks, and I had like I just like I kept throwing more and more and more at it because people had questions, and I was like, I have to answer all their questions, and I have to make sure they know everything there is to know. And so, I just kept adding more and more and more. Oh my! So anyway, so as you can tell, I don't think they mind. <laughs> They got so much more than they signed up for. (laughs) So as you can see, one of my issues was low (laughs) self-esteem and low self-confidence. But it was like, I I didn't know that. It was all kind of bubbling underneath the surface, but I wasn't aware of it. And that was such a big Mm -hmm. part of my struggles. And it wasn't until 2013 that I trained in this technique called Psych K that I became aware of the concept of mindset and beliefs and working with this stuff. And that totally revolutionized my business. It changed me. It helped me release fears. It helped me release like the low self-esteem, the low self-confidence. It was just completely life-changing. And it changed me so much that I wanted to add that to my business because so many of the women that I worked with on social media also had fears of visibility, fears of being seen. And so I used to say that I helped people with social media from the inside and out. So we did the practical stuff and we did the mindset stuff. And then it came to the point where I realized that I liked the mindset stuff a lot more than I liked the social media stuff. So that was where I completely shifted my business and let go of the social media. So that's how I got to where I am today. Brilliant. So there's been a lot of changes. And I think think one of the things I want people to know is that it's fine to do lots of different things and experiment with stuff, especially in the first sort of three years of what you're doing, of anything. It's it's too soon to commit to anything unless you've you know you woke you know since you were five you wanted to do something and that's your path. If you don't know, that's fine. Mm. And being able to it's one of the real joys of being self-employed and working for yourself is that you can reinvent your business as many times as you want, um, and that's fine. But I think um, as you, you you kind of moved through those, well, who knows what will happen in the future? But at the moment you've got a fairly fixed model, have you, of how you get clients and how you work with people. I I know it's 
constantly changing a little bit. Yeah, it, it is constantly changing a little because one of my things this year was that I've decided to shift more from kind of filling up my calendar with one-to-one -one clients to helping people with my books. Um, so I've written eight books and I want to write more and I really want to focus my shift to kind of helping more people through the books rather than just you know, filling up with one-to-one -one work. And do you think you'll ever help people to write books? <laughs> Possibly, yes. Yeah, actually, you know, I wrote a book about that um, a couple of years ago, but I have tell, tell us a little bit more about the, the books you've got. Then. So what, my, what do they cover? Half of my books are on business mindset and half of my books are on walking, which is my hobby. So they're kind of half business, half personal. Um, and the books are business mindset books. So I've got a book called Business Beliefs, Business Blocks, Business Visibility, Business Intuition. Um, and it's all really practical stuff on how to shift your mindset, how to know what things you need to shift in your mindset to unleash your inner expert that has been hiding and playing small and get her out there so that people can see her so you can help the people that you're that here to help. That is such an important thing to be able to do because it's all very well being brilliant, but sat at mm. home, brilliant, not telling anybody about it or going, ah, oh, these poor people who have to be my clients, it's not going to serve anybody, is it? <laughs> so if I had to, if I asked you about a system that you use in your business, that you really think makes it work well. What what would you say is your, are your key system or systems? So my key kind of system is the workation weekend, which you may have heard me talk about before. Yeah. So I once a month I go to a hotel. Oh wow! And okay. I... <laughs> it has to be a boring hotel, <laughs> otherwise you'll get distracted. <laughs> great. So the whole point of me is to go there and work on a project. So oh, I've used the good. Workation Weekend to redo my website, to rebrand everything, to write books. Um, I've used it for all kinds of projects, but I go there with a specific project in mind and I just work on that one thing the entire weekend. So I check in early on Saturday, I check out late on Sunday, and I just hyper-focus the entire weekend on one thing. And it's so amazing. It, that is what helps me get stuff done. That is amazing. And it and I know I, I don't really tend to go away very often except for like relaxation and pleasure. Yes. But I know that just moving yourself into an environment yes. that's different can be so liberating, can't it? I get work done on the train when I go into to London that I, I could spend a whole day doing it. I'm just like, there, I've got 90 minutes and I'll bash out something that's really great the first time because I haven't I can't feel the washing machine needing emptying from the other room or notice yeah. the windows. And that's interesting that you say train. Those other things that yeah, because I've been thinking about yeah, so hopping on a train and going like all the way up to Scotland and just working. Like that that's a dream of mine. I haven't done it yet, but it's it's yes. in kind of the oh, back of my mind. It's like another so nice. kind of form of the workation. It's just I love trains. I know they're useful for work. Oh. <laughs> me too, except I do tend to go to sleep. <laughs> they do make me sleep so that might not work so well for me but yeah no that's a great and the other place that I find really inspiring which may only a subset of the population will know about is really awful children's films at the cinema huh I would get you obviously can't do work yeah but I have had some of my best business ideas sat in wow. an early Saturday morning showing of some truly terrible kids film 
because again <laughs> you know the first time I didn't think much of it I was just like oh it's just because I can't work that I've had this thought and perhaps it is slightly that you're you're you have you haven't got anything else you can think about so those little things that are bubbling are given the space to come to the top uh, it can't be a good film so nothing like good you have to go and see the really awful ones you can't you're obviously limited in being able to write things down and stuff but it is for me guaranteed a bad film in a cinema not at home because if I'm at home I can just go and do something yeah. else it's about being trapped perhaps there's um is a business idea there in retreats on trains and and workation weekends. Um, yes. So do you usually go to a Holiday Inn or some really awful hotel, or do you go somewhere nice where you feel? Um, I go to a Crown Plaza, okay. um, which is middle of. Yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah, but it's not so exciting. Like it's a decent hotel. I'm not going to be distracted by things going wrong with it. Yeah, but it's also not so nice that I'm going to be distracted by you know Needing the spa, to to spa or the yes. exactly. So it's it's perfect. And do you get room service or do you? Well, go out? I in the beginning I would get room service. And then I started bringing my own food because I found that I really craved um, just vegetables mm-hmm. and like raw stuff. Um, so I would go to M&S beforehand and I would get all their little salads yep. and crunchy things. Oh, yes. And yes. I would just fill Let's up treat. the fridge with M&S salads and just pull them out as needed and eat. <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> and you do that once a month now. So yes. You've got- yeah. That's amazing. And that's how is that? It's been fantastic. Yeah. It just absolutely because it gives me permission to fully focus on a project for, you know, two days. It's it's fantastic. That's amazing. Fantastic. Here you go, everybody. That's a fantastic idea to try. And I guess you could do like a mini one just going to you know, it's like going to a coffee shop or something, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. So just get out of wherever it is that you normally work and go somewhere and see if that works for you. Yeah. Okay. But not a really nice hotel. Yeah, don't get distracted with the amenities. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and what about tech? Do you use use tech in your business, or is it all about? Yes, I do. No, okay. So what what kind of? I love what, tech. And that's an interesting combination <laughs> because I, you know, a lot of people who are doing the heart centered stuff that's a bit more spiritual. Is spiritual the right word to use for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are a bit tech averse, and they're like, but obviously with your background in social media. It's it's um, rare to find the more spiritual people who are embracing the tech. So <laughs> tell me what you love. What what really could you not be without in your... Boomerang. I love Boomerang so much. It makes me so happy. Boomerang. Yeah. So for managing my inbox, it's Boomerang for Gmail, um, which so, I think is a Chrome plugin um, that you use to either... Yeah. Boomerang an email out of your inbox if you know you don't have time to work on it or if it's not a priority and you can't get to it next week, just boomerang it out to a later date. Um, I use it to, if I need a response from someone and I need to make sure I don't forget, I just boomerang it to come back in my inbox after a week in case they haven't responded. Um, It's just really, really useful for helping me to not forget stuff. And to go through my inbox, because if I know I only have X amount of time in one day to answer emails, it really stresses me out to see a full inbox full of stuff. And so I just kind of go through and I pick the ones that I know are lower priority, boomerang them for tomorrow or the day after or whatever, and then just focus on the stuff that I know I can do and that is highest priority. So it's just, it's a brain saver. Yeah. 
there's a, another yeah. tool called SaneBox, yeah. which I think does something similar. But um, there are there are a variety of tools out there. But yes, I use something similar, and it is it's like yes. do, 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 they've all <laughs> you gone. Never come back, you know, but, but you know that <laughs> snooze till tomorrow morning. <laughs> but it's so useful. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, that's cool. Any any other tech systems that you love or? Um, well, I love Divi for WordPress. Yeah, um, WordPress I mean, I, that, WordPress, yeah. I've loved WordPress. I've used it since 2006 when I started my first blog. And Divi has just made it so much easier to make pretty websites that look good. They look professional and they're super easy to use. And you so. can make them in a weekend if you go and stay yes. in a hotel. Exactly. Yes. Cool. <laughs> um, and what about the things that don't work so well? So it sounds like you've got most things pretty sorted, but... Anything I do still that you yes so boomerang helps me with my inbox but I also I think the clunkiest part of my business is also my inbox I've always wanted to implement a one-touch email yep. system and I've never been able to so like a lot of times I like look through my inbox and I'll kind of click on an email and I'll read it and I'll be like oh I don't feel like doing that now <laughs> and so I click on another one I read it I'm like no I'll get to that later and and so I'll read them and so they're in my mind but I don't respond to them until later in the afternoon, for example. So it's like I have this stuff in my mind as, oh, I have to do that later. But if I just dealt with it in the moment, it would kind of clear up the clutter in my mind and make, make I think, my day more pleasant. So I really wish I yeah. could train myself to get into the habit of the one-touch email system. Like if I'm going to open it, then do it. And if I'm not going to do it – yeah. Then don't yeah, open I know. it. So, how often do you check your email? Are you a, a persistent email checker, or are you just? No, yeah. I have, have chunks of time during the day to do my like check my yeah. email and do the things associated with the emails, um, and then I don't often check beyond that. I very rarely, actually, I never check my email on phone. I have the Gmail app on my phone, but I don't look at it. It's just kind of for emergencies. Um, so I'm pretty good about keeping boundaries with email. So after I kind of finish on my computer for the day, I won't check on my phone. I won't open the computer up. Um, I don't check my phone first thing in the morning. I have like a very kind of extensive morning routine. That's yeah, that's pretty. So I'm good with that. Um, it's just I really want to train myself to if I'm going to look at the email, then I'm going to deal with the email. Yeah. Okay. So I have um, I do a program called Inbox Detox, and one of the Ooh. things. Um, oh, yes. That I talk about in that. So this is a five day challenge. I run it a couple of times a year where um, we just try and help people to develop a system for them because, again, it there is no one size fits all. Some, my husband has 5,000 unread emails in his inbox. Does it cause him any aggravation? No, it does not. So, therefore, there is no issue. I, I think that's yeah. fine. If he's if it, yeah. the only reason to do anything about it is if it's causing you stress. So, yeah. Um, over five days you work a system build a system that works for you it sounds like you've got boomerang which is one of the tools I recommend but one other thing I say is, is there's like a five minute rule so when you're checking your email if you can deal with it in five minutes then you once you open it you have to do it it's one of my Ooh, one like of my that. rules um, which might help if you can go could I could I nail this in in five minutes because then yep. you know sometimes it is the fact that actually you need to turn it into a task and it's not yeah. something you can just do later but other times it's just there is just a thing isn't there you just don't reply and then when you what do you find when you yeah. reply like why didn't I do that before it was so easy I should just have done it 
Yeah, it was so easy and I feel so much better. So one of the things that also helps me when I'm going through my inbox is like when I finally sit down and I'm like, I'm going to do this thing, is I don't pick and choose. I start with an email at the top and I do it. And I don't go on to the next one until I've done the first one. And then I just go one after the other. And that's another thing that helps me get through it is not, oh, this is easy. I'll do this. Or that's easy. I'll do that. It's just, I'm going to do it no you matter what You are very dedicated lady. That, that's awesome. I think you almost at the gold star email <laughs> level. There you go. <laughs> so all you need to do is just deal with that last bit. And then I will send you a gold star for yeah. inbox management. Oh, thank you. Yay. (laughs) That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing those things because I know it's great for people to hear how people have developed their businesses. And so what are you up to now? How can people find out more about what you do and where are you? So I am online at hollywharton.com and that's kind of the hub for everything. So I've got, you can find my podcast there. You can find links to all my social media stuff. That's that's the place to go. You've got a podcast which comes out quite often at the moment you've, you've ramped it up a little bit haven't you holly's got a really interesting podcast well kind of yeah okay so it's the business mindset podcast new episodes come out on monday and i've been releasing older episodes kind of re-releasing them on thursdays it's kind of a throwback thursday thing because i have 270 podcast Amazing, episodes yeah. and i know not everyone gets to the back that's list, a really so. <laughs> impressive commitment i think for is it three no Five years. So you're like a Five pioneer years. Yeah. of podcasting. Um, so people can find you on iTunes, anywhere like that, can't they? Um, yep. All those good places. And I've also started Patreon, which I'm super excited about, um, to help people at all price levels, because that was something I really struggled with. So yeah, just tell us a bit more yes, about Patreon. Is. Oh, it's quite it it's been around for a few years but it's kind of evolved in how it's evolved in how they kind of present themselves. So I think Patreon when it right. first came out used to be kind of like a tip jar for content creators. And that always felt weird for me. But now they're building themselves more as like a a place to build like a membership community. So a place for you to kind of serve your community at different price points and give them different things based on how much they can pay. And this is something so it's an online yeah. site where you sign up as a content yep. creator and that can be in, in a massive variety of formats. Yeah, can't you, it? It's not just... It could be a podcaster, a blogger, a book writer, or whatever, an artist, artists. An art, yeah. I've seen yeah. artists on there sharing like downloadable print yeah. things and... All kinds yeah. of good stuff. So it's a really innovative and, and is a, am I right in thinking that a patreon would have been a in my head it's always a rich old lady <laughs> yeah. who would um who would finance yeah, like artists and poets uh, and, and things struggling artists yeah. and so you would have this kind of dowager duchess or something who would give you 50 pounds a year to keep you in in England right, right. To, so that yeah i think that's where it comes exactly. from and so the idea is that we can all not necessarily be a dowager princess but or support people who are creating great content that's being generally put out for free which it gets a little bit jarring doesn't it you produce brilliant content and people may want to work with you but can't afford to at your levels or they just want to give you a thanks because a particular something particular that they've listened to or read has really changed their business and they want to acknowledge that and this allows them to do that by mm. 
So what do they sign up for? Do you make a one-off payment or is it? No, it's a monthly payment. Well, you can set it up either per content payment. So if like you did four podcast episodes per month, you could do it per episode or you could do it per month. And you just set up a bunch of different tiers based on what you want to give them for that support. So I wanted to create a wide range of tiers so that I could help people at whatever price point they wanted. So it starts at $1 a month and go to five, 11, 22, 55, 111, 555. And that includes one-to-one work and 1,011. Um, You can see I like the repeating numbers. So I feel so good about this because for the longest time, I knew there are people who wanted to work with me but couldn't afford to. And so I would occasionally do like pay what you can sessions or discounted sessions. But then I didn't feel good about that because then the people that pay full price paid full price. So this is allowing me to help people at different price points at whatever they can afford. And I feel so good about it. So I feel like I finally found the solution for helping Without a wider audience. Yeah. However, it's a, it sounds a little bit yeah. like a crowdfunder where you have all those different tiers, which is really nice to be able to just say, yeah. Oh, I like your podcast. I'll give you $2 a month just to buy yourself. a Well, it's not much you can buy with $2 actually, but I guess you could buy yourself a coffee every other month, but yeah, it, cause honestly, if I gave all the people <laughs> yes. whose podcasts I like, two dollars i'd be paying a lot of money for my content so um but there are a few Mm. people that really yeah you you know that they've changed the way that you do business and i think that's fantastic so you've your patreon page linked from your website as well yes it is and i need to make that more obvious i've just started adding it but it it does need to be more obvious she will have done that by the time i absolutely will have but so hop over to holly's page just have a look at how patreon's working because i think it's quite a new thing for a lot of people and it's exciting to be able to see how it works whether it might work for you and i did a Um, whole podcast episode on it that was like an hour and a half long so if you have any other questions (laughs) refer to the podcast episode that was so epic i couldn't like i had so much to say i couldn't finish (laughs) yeah no that i did listen that was a good episode i was like oh it's this whole new whole new world and and that's great new technology again is facilitating Mm. um, the way that people who perhaps not not just you, you know, perhaps people who aren't so technology inclined do business, which is brilliant. So go and have a look. You, you can find all sorts of things on there as well, browsing it, find new stuff to inspire you and um, help you to take your business forward. Wow. Well, thank you, Holly. That's been really interesting insight into your business. And hopefully um, people will pop over and find out a bit more about you. And it's great to know that you've done a bit of experimenting through your business and you've got somewhere now with, I mean, just the idea of having a weekend in a hotel every month. (laughs) It's a great business model, but yeah, you know, you're, you're really, you look, you can't see her, but she's glowing. She's happy, clearly doing work that you really love in a way that suits you. And I know your clients love as well. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. I hope you found that episode interesting. I think Holly's idea of a staycation is just genius. And as I said at the beginning, she has just published her ninth book, If Trees Could Talk, Life Lessons from the Wisdom of the Woods. And if you're interested in getting hold of a copy, you can find it on Amazon and in all the good bookshops. 
Meanwhile, I'll be back next week with another episode helping you to get your business more sorted. 